nobody wants to see your finger in there. Wait, what? Welcome back and today I'm gonna to show you exactly what to do and how to market your car so you can sell it in less than an hour. My name's Danny Nieves, I am your host on Flipping Cars and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. I've been doing this for more than two decades and I started off doing it part-time because it was a hobby for me and thankfully in October of 2020 when the world was turning crazy, I decided to quit my full-time corporate job, got fed up with it, and did this full time and went all in. And thankfully, up until today, I have made a full time income taking care of my family and living my life truly to the fullest. And I want to pay that forward. So today we're going to talk about marketing your car. If you've been following along and you're in the process of mark posting your car for the first time, this is a fantastic takeaway. Learn from my mistakes. Know that there are things that I did that definitely I could have done better in the past, but thankfully I'm doing them right now and I wanna share with you how many times have you gone on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, I'm not sponsored by them by any means, but those are two of the most popular ones where you go to find deals. Number one for me is Facebook Marketplace. But if you go on there and you start searching for cars, you're going to start finding things like cars with two pictures that maybe barely a description on there. And you're like, what the hell is this? You know, you're looking at price and you're looking at a blurry picture and you don't know what to make of it. Those are some of the don'ts, right, that you learned from. And there are some other scams that are going on out there. And we'll save that for another episode on how to avoid those scams. But Honestly, you really want to take a look at what's attractive out there. So when you look through ads, what's catching your attention? There's a reason why dealerships do so well at advertising. Well, there's a few that don't, but I want you to focus on the ones that do. And when you look at their ads, they're very appealing visually. So do you need a professional camera to get these results? I'm here to tell you, you absolutely don't. We have these magnificent tools in our hands nowadays that are even better than some professional cameras out there. Not only that, it's more time efficient. So let's get to it. You have your car. Number one thing is to have that car as clean as possible. If you have the ability to have that car freshly washed with the tire dressing on there, with the interior looking perfect, as we talked about in previous episodes, make sure all of your, if you have chargers or, uh, you know, cup holders or whatever it is out in the, in the, you know, in the interior of the car, make sure all that's cleaned up and put away. You just want a plain, simple canvas and you want to maximize that, like the, the look of the car. That's basically what you're going after. So. We've talked about a little bit about what you've seen out there, some of the things that are appealing, some of the things that are not so appealing. Make sure that car's super clean. And after you're done doing that, a location is key. For me, I have used my driveway in the past. Not everyone can do that. You may not have a driveway or it might not be appealing or you don't want your address or somehow somebody finding out where you live, which is understandable. And I've done pictures at the end of my street 
which is a, a dead end street and it has a really nice background to it. Not that I focus so much on the background. You don't want to take pictures next to a dumpster, of course. But these are some of the things that I've done over time that have really yielded me some great results, get me some views. And I'm going to talk about exactly what kind of results. I'm not just going to uh, just say it, but I'm going to spit out some numbers so that you have an idea of what I'm able to capture when I do these things. Here are some top locations for you to look at if you don't have one already. I have looked at some local churches their parking lots are awesome. They're always well-maintained. And if you have a nice fresh blacktop with maybe a couple trees in the back and some, you know, green grass, that is absolutely a great recipe for you to get some outstanding pictures. And that's going to be equally as important as you knowing exactly how to take those pictures. Here are some other places that you can go to. The back of a supermarket. Okay, so a food store, a retail store in the rear of the building, usually they have a nice big clean parking lot and you can use those either after hours or in the middle of the day, let's say at noon, where it's not as busy and you can go out there and take advantage of that really great lighting there is around that time when it's nice and sunny out. So we've covered all the bases, some of the locations that you can possibly find out there and keep your eye out because you may want to use more than one location. I've used schools before too. When they're closed down on the weekends, they make a great place to go and you have a great background, clean parking lot, nice, nice stripes on the ground and all that makes a difference because now you can make the focal point just the car that you're selling because that's what you want people to capture when they're looking at your ad. So now that we've got all that covered, you definitely want to go back and, you know, you can re-listen to this episode because you can definitely write these all down and use one or two of them, all of them. Heck, if you've got something better, definitely share it with us. Which brings me to the point. You can follow me on Flipping Cars with Danny on Instagram, or you can email me questions or anything you'd like to see on the show at flippingcarswithdanny at gmail.com. So now on to the picture part of this whole situation. How do you take pictures? How many is enough? Uh, how many is too little? I have found out that the perfect minimum is going to be 12 pictures for you. And I'm going to tell you the method that I use that is just really unbreakable. It's really just one of those things that works. And you want to think about your car or truck, whatever you're advertising, as a rectangle. You have four sides, four corners. When you park your car in this parking lot and you're ready to take those photos, use that tool that you have in your hands that you use every day anyways. A good cell phone. Nowadays, they have amazing cameras on there and that's what I use for every single one of my ads and you want to make sure that your phone is in the upright position and the same position that you you know you're using when you're scrolling through stuff and the reason being is that your phone is automatically going to capture the the perfect settings for that picture so when someone is looking through your pictures on your ad it's going to fill up the screen when you're scrolling through. 
You may notice in some of the ads out there that when you click on their pictures, they seem smaller when you click on them. And that's because they might be using like the landscape mode, which is turning your phone on the side. And when you do that, it crops the photo down. So it doesn't give you maximum exposure or if you know about cameras that I, I don't mean to throw that in there to confuse you, but as far as maximizing the amount of space the picture is covering when you see the ad. So when you're ready to take those pictures, remember, make sure that phone is upright or vertical. The way, same way you scroll through it, that's how you're gonna use the camera. Do not use any filters. I'm telling you, as long as the camera is super clean, make sure to wipe that lens down. And if ideally, if you can do it in the middle of the day around noon, that's been the best time of the day for me because the lighting is just, it's great for taking pictures, especially on a freshly washed car. It just looks, makes it look 10 times better. So back to how you, how you take your pictures, right? So we were talking about imagining your car is a rectangle, right? which is basically is you've got four sides, four corners. That's what I always want you to concentrate on when taking the pictures, four sides, four corners. That's how it, and that's going to give you a total of eight pictures. And I said the, the minimum for pictures is going to be 12 pictures. So the other four are going to be focused on the interior, obviously just to, so that you can show that off. So when you're taking the pictures on that rectangle method that I'm sharing with you, you can start on one of the corners. On the one, of, I personally prefer one of the front corners to start off at because that's going to be your presenting photo. That's going to be the first photo anybody sees on your ad. Or you can start straight from the front or from the side, something that shows your car. You don't want just the tail light in there like some other people are doing which they're not getting the views that they need or the action that they want and getting rid of that car so not only is this method going to really help you capture everything about the car that you want to show off it's also going to capture you know people that are genuinely interested in finding a car and what they want to see whether they're looking for their son or daughter because their seniors are going to college and they're going to focus on how can I maximize my time? It's a great car. I see all the pictures and it looks good exterior, interior, and you're, that's what you're focused on, right? So think about your ideal person that's going to be buying this car and keep that in mind. With that though, I'm giving you a process that works every single time. And for goodness sakes, please, don't stick your finger in it. Don't put your finger covering the uh, license plate. It just looks wrong. I don't do that. I don't like, I'm sure you've seen some of those photos where they put their picture. I've seen some people put their foot or their shoe in the way. I'd rather you just, you can use, I, I, I've done this before in the past where if I don't want to show off the license plate, I'll just put a microfiber towel over it or plainly, I'll just take the license plate off while I'm taking the pictures. That is the best way to do this. It just keeps a clean look. It doesn't, it just doesn't, it looks weird when you have a finger in there. So <laughs> stay away from that stuff. Now that you have the pictures down, so we talked about the four corners, four sides, 
Now let's talk about the interior. This is where you're gonna have a minimum of four. I want you to capture, if you're starting off at the driver's seat, stand straight across that driver's seat. So you're looking into the car and make sure that all of it is included. You wanna focus on capturing the, the top of the seats where the steering wheel, the dash. So you don't wanna go too deep in inside the car and you don't need to capture the, the door panel on the car either. Because if you really think about it, when you're viewing from the driver's side, you can see the passenger side, door panels and everything. So vice versa, when you take pictures of the other side, they're gonna be able to see those door panels as well. So my method, when I take these interior pictures, I go from front, driver's side. If it's a four-door, I'll take a nice clean picture. Even if the seat is ripped, I want that to show because I want to be fully transparent. And I'm going to talk more about that when you get to the description part, right? So even if that shows, I, I take that one picture, make it look as good as possible, then go to the driver's passenger or driver's rear door open that up and do the same thing then i go to the passenger rear right and i will go ahead and take a picture that way and if you follow along now you're almost walking around the car so now you get to your passenger front and you take another picture now you have a really nice uh flowing kind of process going because once your your buyer is going through the first second third picture it's like they're walking around the car and when they're looking at the pictures of the interior the same method they're kind of like walking around the car and checking the the interior out it, it's almost virtual so um what i want you to save for last is a picture of the trunk if it's really nice and clean nothing in it a picture of the engine if it's nice and clean and no no leaves, no clutter, none of that stuff, right? So those are two additional features that some people may care about. Most people do not in my line in, in my experience, most people don't care about that stuff. Uh, they mainly care about the interior and the exterior of the car and the mechanical condition. So once that's all covered, then you can take some what I like to call uh, glamour shots, right? Some people take like a, like a, you know, kind of like a cinematic picture of their the car's logo or a special feature that it has, like a nice spoiler or, you know, something like, I don't know if it's a hood scoop that the car comes factory with it, like a turbo car or something like that. Those are the glamour shots. If you want to spend time and energy on that, are, do they make it like selling points? Sometimes it can be, but most of the time it doesn't. If you're selling a specialty car, as an example, if you're selling a Toyota Celica, a 91 Toyota Celica all-track turbo, that's a very rare car. It has a hood scoop. It has really unique sports seats on it. So those that would definitely call me to make those clamor shots and stick them towards the end of showing off the car right and that what that's going to do is specialty 
cars bring specialty buyers. And if you want to talk more about the car, trust me, you will know about the buyer as soon as they call you. And But for the most part, 99% of the time, you're just using the, let's say, 14 pictures, 12 to 14 pictures is what you're using. And that's a, including the trunk and the, the engine compartment. Some people go a little bit further and take pictures of the, of the tires to show people that the tires are in great shape. If you do that, fantastic. Just keep that at towards the end of all the pictures. So now we've covered the picture taking, the location. You're ready to post this baby on the market, right? And you want to sell it as soon as possible. Facebook Marketplace is my number one go-to. And when you upload the, those pictures on there, upload them in the order that you took them as we talked through it right now. And also, we're going to get now to how do you describe this car, right? A lot of people like to hype up the car there's nothing wrong with hype uh, hyping up your car because you want to make it sound very appealing to someone but honestly let's say that let's keep it let's keep it honest because i think honesty is the best policy when selling a car and i keep my description as factual as possible so i'll give you i think the best is an example I have right now a 2005 Toyota Sienna minivan. It's in great condition. It's been well maintained, properly serviced by the dealership, which you can find on the Carfax, which I pulled on this specific car, with new tires, new brakes, new timing belt, new drive belts, ready for the road right so some something along those lines is what you want to say or maybe a fantastic family minivan or it could be for hey listen i i love minivans i don't know about you but i'm probably one of the rare people out there that enjoys driving in minivans because they're spacious they're comfortable and i i just enjoy how they drive and so i put in there just a factual data about the car you know the car has been maintained properly all right the car is in excellent condition the paint is fantastic or something like that where you're not going far above exaggerating because then you know somebody reading that they just want to get down to the nitty-gritty about oh man this car looks great let me check out the description oh it's been properly maintained oh it's uh you know it's they say here it's got new tires and new brakes and new timing belt. This car definitely has, and they have a track record of it on the Carfax. So these are all selling points and they're factual. They're not going to be like, uh, this is the cleanest minivan you will find in the tri-state area. You know, those are statements that really kind of like exaggerate what you have. For all you know, there's somebody out there with a minivan that's got 5,000 miles on it and it's a 2005 and that's the cleanest one that you can see in the tri-state area. So those are just some examples that staying factual with the description saying it's got 165,000 miles on it as an example. You don't have to get nitty gritty to 165,108 miles. You don't have to, but 165,000 miles on it. Uh, 
two previous owners. Never, never been in an accident, right? So these are things that people look out for and they're going to ask you naturally. Well, you're going to get some bozos out there that don't read anything and are asking questions that were definitely answered in the description, but that's all part of it. So now that we've gotten to the point of the description, uploading the pictures on Facebook Marketplace, and now we're ready to push that, uh, that finalizing the ad and posting it. Now let's talk about pricing. How do you price this? If you've listened in previous episodes, I talk about pricing when you're buying a car and it's the same method. Look at your resources online. Kelly Blue Book has got to be one of the greatest tools that you can use out there right now. And basically, that will give you a price range. And I gauge my pricing based on the demand of the car, which you're going to learn as soon as you get more experience. And what I mean by that is that when you're looking through Facebook Marketplace for deals and you're saving them, right? You're saving some ads that you're interested in, let's say a $5,000 pickup truck. Pickup trucks are always hot, meaning they always sell and they always sell for top dollar. So I, I'll save certain types of pickup trucks. I'll have five or six ads that I save in my profile and I'll keep tabs on those. I'll see the different price ranges and how quickly they sell. So if I see a 2012 Ram 1500 quad cab, you know, really nice features on it that sold for $10,000, and I've saved at least four or five of those between the $10,000 mark and $15,000. And I see that almost all of them have sold 10, 11, and, and you know, 12. And the ones that are saved at $15,000 have been there for two weeks and I haven't seen them move. Then I instinctively already know then I should price mine maybe towards that $11,000 mark. And if it's better shape than those that have sold, then maybe I'll post it towards that $12,000 mark. So I'm hoping that you are getting and understanding the method behind the pricing right now. But definitely Kelly Blue Book is a great tool that pulls data from dealerships, from trade-ins, from current sales, and it really gives you an understanding of what the market is doing. And of course, if you have access to other types of resources out there, definitely share, you know, uh, email me, share some of the great resources that you use that have worked for you that give you a, a bit better pricing as far as buying and even selling. So now that you've established where you're going to sell the car and what price range, now's the time to post it. When you hit post, it is going to ask you if you want to boost the ad. And boosting ads are the number one thing that are going to get eyeballs on your ad, right? Besides that, I've got some more tips for you that are going to get you that car sold as soon as possible. I have sold cars in less than an hour using these methods. So besides posting, it's going to ask you, number one, if you want to boost a listing, which means that you can, uh, it's kind of like a sponsored listing. So they push it towards the top when people search cars. And that's always, it always give you some great exposure and it'll give you an estimate. 
let's say as an example, it'll give you uh, $3 a day for three days, but you have a $9 expense for a, let's say three, four, five thousand dollars car. It's nothing to invest $9 in marketing. And it'll give you exposure between 1,500 to 2,000 people. It'll give you a range. Now here is the method that absolutely has worked wonders for me and has gotten me over 2,000 views in less than 24 hours. Here's what you do, especially when you have popular cars like what I mentioned, maybe a pickup truck, maybe a gas saver with low mileage like a you know, Honda Elantra a 2013 with 113,000 miles. As an example, that's a popular car. If you price it right, it'll go fast, faster than you can imagine. So besides doing the sponsoring of the ad, what I look at is how am I going to cross post the ad? So that right there means I'm going to be able to post my ad to other Facebook groups. And I could do up to a total of 21. If you stick with just posting your ad, that means you only have that feed in the Facebook marketplace. Let's say if you live in Stanford, Connecticut, where I'm from and where I used to live a long time ago. But if you're in Stanford, Connecticut, people from Stanford, Connecticut, if they're searching within your area, they, they're going to see your ad. But now if you are a member of other groups, Let's say, for example, uh, Stanford Happenings, right? Uh, first sale with no rules in Stanford, right? Um, cars and trucks for trade and sale in Stanford, Connecticut, or in Fairfield County. Those are some of the groups that are local to you that you can post ads to as well. And those, if you are a member, when you're going to Sh uh, not share the post, but post it into other po uh, other Facebook groups, it's going to show up on your list if you're a member already. And if you're not a member already of some of these groups that I'm talking about, definitely look for them and become a member ASAP. All right. Now, here is the ingredient that will make it all worthwhile is look. And I want you to take a mental note of this if you're listening in your car. Look for groups that are 10,000 members or more. If you can get more groups at 20,000 members or more, those are gold. This is what's going to help you sell that car. Here is where the magic happens. When you're going to post your car, I'm going to tell you in my list of groups that I'm a member of, I go through my entire list and I first choose all of the 20,000 or more members first. So if I have 10 of those, now all of a sudden I have 11 ads that I can do at some of the other Facebook groups that are less members. When I go to my second tier, when I've run out of the, the amount of groups that have 20,000 or more members, now all of a sudden I look for 10 to 15,000 members or more. So the rest of my Facebook postings are going to go in those groups that have over 10,000 members. And I can guarantee you within 24 hours, I've gotten that 2,000 view mark 
And that's phenomenal because you're going to be able to see all this. You can see how many people have viewed your ad, how many people have saved it. And when you boost your listing, that even intensifies that search for you to come up quicker. So that's going to attract even more eyeballs to your advertising. So this is what's gold about this. The days are gone where you have to pay $1,000 for a quarter a page in a 300-member magazine that's printed out. Those days are completely gone. That was back in the day, 10 years ago. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, some of the line of work that I did, I had to do advertising for, and it was just a pain, and it was expensive. Nowadays, look at this. For $9, I can get exposure for over 2,000 eyes uh, or o- over 2,000 people viewing my ad for 9 bucks. To me, it just it's mind-blowing when you if you are around my age or, or a little bit more experienced, as I like to say, if you were in those days where you know you had to pay hundreds of dollars for two, 300 people, I'm talking about $9 to reach over 2,000 people. That's amazing to me. It's definitely worth the effort and the investment of $9 when you're making $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 on a car. That is just the return is amazing nowadays. So that's it. There is no secret sauce. You're just using a combination of proven methods to be able to sell your car. And I have gotten message after message, even two minutes after posting my ad, because it takes a, a you know a couple minutes for it to complete. I guess it's it does a word search or whatever it is to make sure there's certain things n- that are not listed in your ad. And so when you know that happens and it's posted, I've within two three minutes I start getting messages. Is this available? Hey, can I come see the car? Here's my number. When can I come see it? I want to see it today. And that's what starts happening. And here's here's the beautiful part about this is that we're focused on the marketing part. But then you have people that are within these Facebook groups that start sharing because they know somebody that is looking for a car. So instead of you, like back in the day, putting an ad out in the paper, right? Waiting until Thursday maybe for that paper to print with your ad on it. Now all of a sudden, only the subscribers of that newspaper is looking at this ad and they may or may not pass it forward. You know, it's so easy for someone to tag somebody on a Facebook group and say, hey, John, this is the car that you've been looking for. And they tag him. So he goes straight to that ad and said, and that guy's probably reaching out to me right now in the messages that I receive. And with that being said, that's <laughs> that's the end of the episode. It was a bit longer than I wanted to uh, spend on an episode today. But I think the golden nuggets that are in this episode are really going to help you as far as you finding those deals and getting them sold as quickly as possible so that you can recover your investment, make some money, and start looking at your next flip. Remember, once you hit post, I don't want you sitting there (laughs) and hitting refresh for people to come in. Focus on your next task. If you have another car that you need to be working on, focus on that. Focus on finding other deals. 
you know, focus on your next thing because this car is going to sell and you're going to get those messages. Just remember, it's not going to consume your life. This is something that you do for a living. You live your life on your own terms now if you're going full time with this and you're doing this to, to earn income, right? And treat it as that. Although I love what I do, I absolutely enjoy every second of having a conversation with a mom or dad that's buying this for their young, you know, college kid that, that needs a car right now, a reliable, dependable car, and I know it's gonna serve their purpose. There's nothing more that I enjoy in the world. And there's still some cars that I see locally here in town that I have sold and this I see this college student driving around and it looks just as good as when I sold it to them and it just brings me so much joy. And right behind that is the joy that I get to spend when I spend time with my family when I don't have to focus on this car anymore. It's already working for me when it's posted on these ads the way that I described to you today and I can just focus on other things, on spending time with my family, picking up my son from school, or whatever the case may be that brings me extra joy in life. So I hope you took away a lot from this episode. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. You can follow me on Instagram at Flipping Cars with Danny or email me whenever you'd like at flippingcarswithdanny at gmail.com.